0: You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Saturday, March 6th edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica. I appreciate you tuning in with me once more here. Um, This episode was originally supposed to go out yesterday, um, but the recording that I had saved onto my hard drive, (laughs) my hard drive got corrupted yesterday. Um, And so that has been kind of a mess that I'm dealing with here. Um, but uh, my apologies for not getting this episode out to you yesterday. So here it is for you on today. Um, and so let's just kind of jump right in because the uh, the hard drive thing is really bumming me out, and I, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, but the the Rockies have played two games now since uh, since my last episode. I was going to recap the. Uh, the Thursday game for you the 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 tie against the Seattle Mariners that uh, that the Rockies finished nine to nine against the Seattle Mariners on Thursday. And then yesterday they played uh, the Milwaukee Brewers at um I believe it was at Salt River Fields. Um, they got crushed by the Brewers twelve to three yesterday. Um, so the Rockies, um, I And I tweeted this out uh, yesterday as well. The Rockies have not been doing so well um, on the mound over the last couple of weeks. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday. I know this is spring training, and there are like single, and, single A and double A pitchers going here. Uh, but the Rockies have now given up 38 runs in the last four games, um, entering today's contest against the Los Angeles Angels, Um, and that's not super encouraging. That's not really what you want to see. Um, you know, even, even though it is spring training and, you know, again, you know, this a lot of these players playing are not going to be on the major league roster, but you know, you can't help but wonder if this is just a precursor to what's going to be going on. Uh, this whole season so um I will jump right in here to the Rockies and Mariners game from Thursday this kind of led into what I was going to talk about for yesterday's episode obviously um, I was not able to get that out yesterday just because I lost the files so I had to re-record. Um, today. So anyway, um, yesterday, Chi Chi, I guess two days ago now, Chi Chi Gonzalez started against the Seattle Mariners on Thursday. Um, he did pretty well. He went two innings. He only allowed one hit, did not strike anybody out, but he did not allow a run. So uh, a great follow up outing for Chichi Gonzalez um, in his, I believe, his second outing of the spring. Uh, then Philip Deal came in in the bottom half of the third inning, and that is where things kind of started to unravel for the Rockies in the third. Um, he allowed, he actually got the first two outs pretty quick. He uh, induced a flyout from Taylor Trammell on the first pitch of the at, at bat um, to lead off the third inning, and then he got Sam Travis to strike out. Um, so you know great start to the inning for Philip Deal. Um, but then that's where he ran into trouble. Braden Bishop hit a double on the first pitch of his at-bat to, uh, to right field, um, to Jonathan Daza, who was playing out there in right field. Then he walked J.P. Crawford, and then he proceeded to give up three consecutive home runs uh, to Mitch Haniger, Kyle Seeger, and Ty France, and all of a sudden the Mariners had a 5 to nothing lead. Uh, Mitch Haniger's obviously was of the three-run variety, um, and then Kyle Seeger and Ty France, the former Padre, both hit solo shots, um, so all of a sudden, the Mariners had a quick five to nothing lead. Tom Murphy, the former Rockies catcher, he hit a single um, on a ground ball to third base. Um I, I was I was at work and uh, you know occupied with other things during this game, so I wasn't able to watch um, or listen to it, but. Um, so after Tom Murphy hit that single, that was what really chased Philip Deal from the game. Uh, Bud Black brought in Garrett Schilling, and he uh, struck out Evan White to finally get out of the bottom half of the third inning. Um, but the damage had been done. It was five to nothing Mariners. Seattle would add another run in the bottom of the fourth inning on an RBI single by Sam Travis to um, extend the lead to six to one. After Brennan Rogers had driven in. A run of his own on an RBI single in the top of the fourth inning. And this was a pretty gr- this was a great game for, for Brendan Rodgers as well um, offensively. So that was great to see as well. The Rockies were able to get some back in the top of the fifth inning um, after Alan Trejo hit a two-run double um, to cut the lead in half. And then Sam Hillier drove in two more. Um, On a two-run single as well, thanks to a fielding error error by Julio Rodriguez out in right field. Um, Then Brendan Rodgers was back up in the top of the sixth inning. He had his first homer of the spring. Super great to see from Brendan Rodgers. We have not seen him um, hit a homer yet in his very abbreviated time in the major leagues. So hopefully that power kind of reappears uh, in the upcoming 2021 season. Um, And then uh, the 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 Rockies and the Mariners would combine for three more runs each um, just by, you know, some of their uh, organizational guys. Um, And the game ended with a nine to nine tie. And I'll I'll go over kind of what happened in yesterday's ballgame as well. It was not pretty for the Rockies, um, obviously, with a 12 to three loss to the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, the, 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 the big story from yesterday though, is Trevor story made his spring debut, which was super great to see from Trevor as well. Um, Trevor in the bottom half of the first inning in his first spring at bat yesterday, he struck out with Rymel Tapia on first base after a leadoff walk. Um, Trevor story came back up again in the third inning, um, after, uh, two singles from Dom Nunez and Raimel Tapia and Trevor Story did what Trevor Story does he hit a home run um, out to right center field um, to give the Rockies their only three runs of the day Um, so you know super great to see from Trevor Story Um, did not take him very long to get back into the swing of things no pun intended there Um, Austin Gomber also made um, his I believe his second start of the spring yesterday he pitched very well again he went two innings struck out two guys only allowed a hit Um, Daniel Bard uh, he was in there for the first time this spring he he struck out a batter in a scoreless inning. Um, then we saw Michael Givens um, in in his first appearance of the spring as well. Um, and Givens had a tough time in the bottom half of the fourth inning. He, um, as we as we saw last year, Givens, you know, he had some struggles with the home run ball, um, and that and that really appeared yesterday as well. He walked Daniel Vogelbach to lead off the inning. He allowed a single to Orlando Arcia, and Derek Fisher followed that up with a three run homer to tie the game. Now, Givens was able to get out of the inning uh, without allowing anybody else on base. But, um, you know, we see, you know, we saw that that kind of home run issue uh, reappear with Michael Givens uh, yesterday as well. Uh, Carlos Estevez came in. He came in in the top half of the fifth inning um and it did not go well for Carlos Estevez either he struck out Dylan Covens uh, to lead off the top half of the fifth inning he walked Luke Maley and then he got Pablo Reyes to fly out so two you know two relatively quick outs uh, around the one-out walk uh, but then he gave up a double to Dan Vogelbach another double to Orlando Arcia to drive in two runs um and he walked Derek Fisher he allowed a he allowed a two-run homer uh, a three-run homer, excuse me, to Zach Green uh, before finally getting um, getting out of the inning there. Um, and so the the Rockies relievers yesterday um, not not a super great day. Uh, Julian Fernandez also came in; um, he allowed three runs on two hits and two walks, didn't strike out a batter late in the game too. Um, so the pitching staff has not done super well for the Rockies. Um, over the course of this last week of spring training, um, but really, uh, what I wanted to talk about um, for yesterday's episode was the Rockies' left-handed relief situation. It has not been it has not been great um, over the last. Uh, A few couple of years here so um, and I will dive into that a little bit more here um, in just a couple minutes but first I want to tell you a little bit about betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are in full swing betonline even covers awards tv shows and reality tv and it has you covered for all the news scores and odds it is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code is locked on. Make sure you use that when you sign up today for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. this Saturday slash Friday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast along with your host Ryan Latica. And before I continue on here, I just want to let you know that we're covering everything you need to know about the Rockies, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So again, uh, on today's episode, um, after I just recapped the last couple of games that the Rockies have played um, this spring real quick for you. Um, I do want to delve into the Rockies' left-handed relief situation because um, the the issues that we saw yesterday, a couple of days ago, I guess I should say, uh, with Philip Deal, um, they have been kind of a recurring issue for the Rockies over the last few years. Um, the Rockies need more left-handed relief pitching. Um, this has been no secret for a while now, but it does not make it any less true. Um, last year, the uh, last year on the Rockies, uh, Colorado only had two left-handed relievers. It was James Pazos and Philip Deal. And both were very bad. Uh, James Pazos posted an ERA Plus of only 33 in six games last year. Um, He allowed three homers and five walks in five and a third innings. He gave up 10 runs in just five and a third innings last year. Um, And uh, going back to that ERA Plus, just in case you're not familiar with ERA Plus, Um, It is just baseball references park adjusted ERA, ERA metric where it puts it on a scale uh, where 100 is league average and anything above 100 is better than league average. Anything below 100 is that percent worse than league average. Uh, So James Pazos last year, 67 percent worse than league average. Um, Philip Deal didn't do much better last year for the Rockies. Philip Deal's ERA plus was 52 in six games. He allowed two homers and seven total runs on seven hits in six innings pitched. So if you're keeping track there, uh for the for the Rockies, that is 17 total runs allowed um in what, eleven and a third innings pitched for uh between Phil Deal and James Pazos. Um, you know, if you want to compare it to a team that has it all figured out, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, they have had six left-handed relievers, ERA plus uh, above 100 um over the last couple of years and yes that does include jake mcgee the former rockies reliever um who came uh in that trade with the tampa bay rays um they, the rockies also got herman marquez in that trade a, a couple of years ago um but essentially what the dodgers did with jake mcgee last year is they told him to stop you know screwing around with his slider and his off-speed pitches just throw the fastball um, and, you know, really work on locating that fastball um, and get some velocity behind it. And obviously, you know, with the with the Dodgers' robust uh, research and analytics department, you know, they're able to kind of unlock some hidden potential with Jake McGee that the Rockies simply were not able to do. Um, and, it you know, it paid dividends for Jake McGee. And now he got rewarded with a two-year deal with the San Francisco Giants. I'm sure that'll help him out pitching at Oracle Park as well, Notorious Pitchers Park as well. Um, so good for Jake McGee. Um, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help the Rockies, you know, be any better off here. Um, just with you know pitching guys like James Pazos and Phil Deal. James Pazos isn't even on the team anymore. I think James Pazos is with the Dodgers now too, actually. Um, but Philip Deal is getting squared up way too much to continue at this current pace and be effective at the Major League level. In 2019, the average exit velocity on his fastball, a pitch he relied on 44% of the time, was 93.7 miles per hour. Uh, and he used his fastball even more in 2020. Um, and just for a little bit of context, in 2019, uh, Nick Whitgren, who pitched for the Cleveland Indians, he led all relievers in, in average exit velocity allowed at 92 and a half miles an hour. And Philip Deal has a career 91.3 exit velocities. So you know you put that on the 2019 leaderboard, and that would have had him tied for fourth highest exit velocity allowed on that list with Alex Colome, uh, the White Sox reliever. Um, and so I mean Philip Deal, he's getting squared up way too much he's not striking enough guys out and he just cannot be an effective major league reliever like this. Um, let me and, and uh, let me read you off a list here of all the left-handed relievers to make an appearance for the Rockies since the 2018 season. You got Jerry Vasto, Philip Deal, Mike Dunn, James Pazos, Chris Russon, Sam Howard, Jake McGee, and Harrison Musgrave. Now only one of those guys has posted an ERA plus above 100 in that span, meaning that he you know he pitched uh, you know anywhere above league average in that span, and it's Harrison Musgrave at 109. Um, he also had the lowest ERA uh, during that span of that group at 4.45 in 52 and two thirds innings pitched. Um, somehow, I don't know how he posted an ERA plus above 100. Um, I don't remember Harrison Musgrave being that good, but the fact that that 445 ERA is the lowest out of those guys um, during that span is just, you know, it, it just proves, you know, it, it really illustrates the problem that the Rockies have. And only one of those guys is even still on the team, and that's Philip Deal. Um, Jerry Vasto's gone. Mike Dunn was cut. James Pazos, I believe, is now with the Los Angeles Dodgers after signing uh, a minor league contractor with, like, with an invite to big league camp. Um, Chris Russin is a free agent still. I believe Sam Howard is with the Pittsburgh Pirates now. Jake McGee, obviously, with the Giants. And I don't believe Harrison Musgrave is anywhere. I'd have to check on that as well. Um, but the Rockies are really in uh, quite a quagmire here with their left-handed uh, relief pitching situation. It's just it hasn't been good for a while, and the Rockies need to go out and you know find some external options here. Um, If they truly do believe what they said at that press conference after they traded Nolan Arenado, that, you know, they truly do believe that they're still a talented team. I don't understand how you can look at these numbers and, you know, and come to that conclusion. You know, if they're just kind of have their heads in the sand when it comes to this, you know, if they watch what happens at Coors Field on on a nightly basis with the bullpen, especially the last couple of years, but it hasn't been good. Um, and so they need to go out and find some cheap, uh, you know, cheap replacement options, and you know, guys that you could add to this mix who could, you know, really help bolster the bullpen, especially in the left-handed reliever department, who can, you know, come out, come in, and get these these, you know, great left-handed hitters that you know that we see in the division quite a bit. Um, you have to get these these left-handed hitters out, and the Rockies just don't have um, anybody who is you know reliable enough to be able to do that. Um, And I'll have more coming up here um, on this situation here, just coming up after the commercial break in just a couple minutes here. Welcome back into this Saturday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, along with your host, Ryan Latica and fantasy baseball addicts. You now have a new resource to help give you an advantage in your league's Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy, Dynasty Leagues, DFS, Lockdown Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. So today uh, I am discussing a little bit the Rockies left-handed reliever situation. Um, I believe that I also covered this earlier on in the offseason, but uh, now that spring training is really in full swing and the Rockies still have not done anything to address this situation, um, you know, it's it's crucial for the Rockies to, you know, try and, you know, at least find some somebody out there on the free agent market who's, you know, who could be cheap to try and shore up this situation because it's not a good situation as it stands right now. You know, Philip Deal is the only one of, you know, as as I mentioned um earlier on in the podcast, that group of guys, uh, the left-handed relievers to make an appearance for the Rockies since 2018. Jerry Vasto, Philip Deal, Dunn, Pazos, Russin, Howard, McGee, Musgrave. Phillip Deal is the only one of those guys guys left um, and that's why it becomes so important for guys like Ben Bowden um, who probably I would imagine would start uh, this season in A Albuquerque um, but that's why it's so important for guys like Ben Bowden to impress um, because the Rockies are really hurting for left-handed relievers still um, and you know like I mentioned earlier this week as well Yohan Ibar he's still a good ways away from joining the major league club and uh, Ben Bowden really appears to be the most promising prospect in that regard um, Brian Gonzalez he's another option um, he was the one who gave up all those runs to the Dodgers a couple of days ago in the Rockies 10 to nothing loss at Camelback Ranch. Um, but uh, Brian Gonzalez, he appeared in the Rockies game a couple of days ago on Thursday against the Mariners. He threw a scoreless inning, only allowed one hit. Uh, he struck out two guys, and uh, right after Ben Bowden came in and threw a scoreless inning. Um, so you know that was a couple scoreless frames from Bowden and Brian Gonzalez uh, with a couple strikeouts in there too. So that's encouraging, um, at least for the younger guys who are still in the organization right now. Um, Colorado signed Brian Gonzalez to a minor league contract after he wasn't re-signed by the the Baltimore Orioles this offseason. Uh, he was with the Orioles farm system over the last couple of years. I mean, he has his own issues. Um, He wasn't really used as a primary reliever until 2019. Um, He does not have a history of high uh, strikeout rate, Uh, He's only struck out uh, He's struck out just over seven and a half Guys per nine innings in 2019 In 41 and two thirds innings uh, In double A with the Baltimore Orioles farm system Um, Jack Winkoop, he's another Option, probably, I mean not a Super realistic one, but you know Maybe one that the Rockies could turn to in case of An emergency, Um, you know he spent His last three years in double A Hartford, and he's been primarily A starter his whole pro career, he only Has uh, two career relief appearances Um, And they both came in 2015 with Boise. Um, So at least right now, it doesn't seem like they have any plans on converting him to a reliever. Um, They just kind of see him as a starting pitcher right now. But Jack Winkoop, he came in um, in the game on Thursday as well. He uh, got two outs, uh, allowed one hit, but he struck out uh, both guys that he faced, uh, or I guess both of the hitters to get those two outs um, around that one hit that he allowed um, in relief of Jesus Tinoco, who allowed the three runs on two hits in just a third of an inning. Uh, against the Mariners on Thursday but the point is is that the Rockies are not I mean it doesn't even really appear like they're trying to you know really kind of do anything to shore up this situation. Um, I mean, earlier this offseason, I kind of detailed a couple a couple of guys on the free agent market um, who might be cheap options that the Rockies could go after and, you know, maybe give a one year flyer on a minor league contract. You know, guys like T.J. McFarlane, Tony Watson, who uh, used to pitch for the San Francisco Giants and the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, Oliver Perez, who's 39 years old right now, but by all indications, still an effective major league relief pitcher. And the one thing that all three of these guys have in common, TJ McFarland, Tony Watson, and Oliver Perez, they all signed minor league contracts entering in uh this, you know, entering in spring training this year. So they're cheap. You know, Chris Russon is still out there on the free agent market. Now, granted, uh Chris Russon did not have the uh the 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 easiest end of his Rockies career. Um you'll remember he had that great 2017 season um, where he posted a 265 ERA in 85 innings pitched. Um, he struck out 71 guys uh, in 2017. And he only walked 19. Um, so, I mean, we've seen Chris Russin succeed with the Rockies before. Obviously, 2018 was a much tougher year in 49 games, uh, posted a 609 ERA, and then he only appeared in the two games in 2019, um, only was able to pitch an inning. Um, most recently, Chris Russon has been with the Atlanta Braves. Last year, he only got into one game. He threw three and a third innings. Um, he allowed the three runs in that outing on six hits. So it hasn't been great for Chris Russon um, as of late. But I mean, this is just kind of like what the Rockies have to do at this point. You know, go go after these guys who you know would likely sign a minor league contract that you you know might be able to bring up later in the season to to make an impact because the Rockies, by all indications. I mean, you know, they they're crying poor at this point. You know, it, it came out um, a couple of uh, a couple of days ago, thanks to John Heyman's Twitter account, um, that the Rockies don't apparently don't even have the budget to extend Trevor Story somehow. Um, and that's, you know, after unloading Nolan Arnato's enormous contract, paying the Cardinals $50 million in order to offload the rest of that contract for Nolan Arnato, Um, And so the Rockies just don't appear willing to spend money at all right now at this point. And, you know, if you can't even extend Trevor story at this point, then what what business do you have owning a major league baseball team? Um, And so, you know, they really kind of need to be, you know, bargain shoppers at this point. You know, another guy who is still a free agent um, at this point, Tyler Olson, um, he has pitched um, the last five years in the major leagues with the Mariners, the Yankees and the last three with the Cleveland Indians. Um, and you know, I mean, he's, he's had some recent success at the major league level as well. In 2017, he didn't allow a single run in 20 innings pitched, um, allowed 13 hits, but no runs. He struck out 18, uh, only walked six, uh, for Cleveland, uh, that year. Um, obviously he struggled a little bit more, um, over the last couple of seasons in 2019 and 2018, he did not pitch in 2020. Um, but he posted a 109 ERA plus. In 2019 with the Indians posted a 440 ERA in 39 games that came down from his 494 ERA in 2018. Um, And so, you know, just guys, guys like this are, are, you know, worth taking a flyer on for the Rockies, because I guarantee you Tyler Olson at this point, he would sign a minor league contract as well. Um, And so, you know, we just really need to see the Rockies start going out and trying to do something about this whole left-handed reliever situation because only having one or two left-handed relievers um, that are named Philip Deal and James Pazos are not doing the Rockies any favors. Um, heading into the 2021 season, um, you know, a season where they're trying to convince Trevor Story that you know, or that I would imagine they're trying to convince Trevor Story to stick around. Um, although maybe not at this point, where they're not even trying to work on an, on an extension because they don't have um, apparently the budget to do so. Um, but you know, all this to say, the Rockies' left-handed reliever situation very not good, um, and they they just need to to be creative in in ways like this to to try and and solve this issue. Um, So, yeah, so that's pretty much all I really had uh, planned to talk about there. I don't want to talk your ear off um, for hours on end. But uh, before I let you go, um, there was um, kind of a super cool story um, that came out a couple of days ago. Um, Jeff Passan um, on Thursday uh, dropped the story, Major League Baseball to have annual Lou Gehrig Day on June the 2nd. Um, And so this is something that has been in the works for quite a while for a certain um, a certain committee um, uh, headed by uh, songwriter Brian Wayne Galantine, um, who had been diagnosed with ALS uh, in uh, in 2017. Um, And on June 24th, 2019, this is from Jeff Passon's story, um, Brian Wayne Galantine Um, He texted uh, some friends who he'd met uh, through the tight knit ALS community um, saying, do you think it would be possible and appropriate to approach MLB with doing something with Lou Gehrig like they've done with Jackie Robinson? Um, Because, you know, he wants to see, you know, he wants to see MLB try and, you know, have a day like this to raise funds and raise awareness for ALS, a, a disease that does not have a cure at this at this moment in time. Um, and so to make a long story short, um, you know, they've been working at this for a couple of years now. Um, you know, they had a breakthrough on August the 19th um, when the president, the presidents of the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins agreed to email the presence of nearly two dozen teams that hadn't pledged their support yet for Lou Gehrig day. Um, and within minutes, the responses poured in, um, you know, and LG four day, that's kind of like what their committee's name is, um, you know, it was finally happening now. Um, And, you know, fast forward to this week and Major League Baseball makes it official. Every June 2nd, um, they will have an annual Lou Gehrig Day where players will wear patches um, and they'll try and raise awareness, have have various um, initiatives to raise funds. I don't know that the details have quite poured in yet, um, but this is a super great thing to see for Major League Baseball as well. So that'll just about wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Um, Again, you can follow my personal Twitter account, Uh, at L O Rockies, That's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, You can also follow my personal Twitter account as well at Ryan Latica. And I appreciate your patience with me um, getting this episode out a day late. Um, Again, with the technical difficulties that I had yesterday with my hard drive, I lost the files um, for this episode yesterday. So that's why it's coming out today. Uh, But yeah, so I appreciate you listening in and I hope to see you again next week for more Rockies news and analysis. Take care, guys.